0: Oh, man, I love Wednesday nights. Very good. Well, man, I know you gave a a little round of, of praise and thankfulness for me, but can we just give one more for Jesus? Come on, let's thank Jesus. Amen, amen. I'm, I'm going to read one scripture to you and we're going to be seated and that's down in James chapter 1 media team I'm going to go to verse 17 we're going to talk about the whole chapter tonight but I want to read one verse and then we're going to get right into what God wants to teach us what happened the other guys oh yeah 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 y'all like that I love that I was like why is everybody laughing I started almost check my teeth like why is everybody laughing check my zipper make sure it's not down uh, James chapter 1 verse 17 says every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from whom the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning and then man we're just going to dive deeper into this so just can i pray with you one more time we're praying church lord i thank you god that you've got a great word and lord you're going to plant that word within our heart we're going to meditate on that word we're going to water that word and god we're going to grow this word in our life to where we can become mature Believers that you called and created us to be, disciples of Christ. And Lord, I thank you, God, that you're not going to give us an interpretation that we want, but you're going to give us the interpretation of the Scripture through the leading of the Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit, speak tonight. Holy Spirit, minister tonight. I pray that you'd be a voice as of many waters, just as your word says that when one man preaches, many words are heard. And I thank you, God, that you're going to speak to every situation and circumstance. Those that are tuning in online and here in person, God, you're going to speak to every situation and every heart and every soul tonight. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. You may be seated. You may be seated. Get out your Bibles. As you're doing that, I'm going to ask uh, for some brave people to to just get crazy enough to jump out of their seat and run up here, here in a second. But I'm looking for... Uh, somebody who is a teacher who is going to join us because we're going to launch a 21 Days of Fasting and Praying this Sunday. So I want a, a teacher who is going to join us in that fasting and praying to jump up here and come up here and run it. Give it up for Joy. She's in the front row. She wins it. Now I want to I want to give this to a college student. So if we got a college student who's going to join us in fasting and praying for 21 days and is here tonight, uh, I got a gift for you. This is a journal and a nice gold pen. It is real gold. It's worth million. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, no, this is just a gift. I just want you to be able to write things down. I want you to write God's goodness down. So if you're a college student and you're going to join us in fasting and praying, run up here and get this. Even if you have a journal, so you can give it away to somebody else. Thank you, Gayle. Gaily looked at me. She was like, I already have one. And she knew, because she, I had given her one the other night. Uh, now she, you can give one, Gaily to somebody else. Thank you for joining us in fasting and praying. And thank you all. We have so many honest, wonderful people. They're like, well, I already have a journal, and I, I just don't want to take another journal from somebody else. And you guys are uh, just being wonderful people. But I want you to go to James chapter 1, verse uh, 1, and we're just going to walk our way through this. Uh, Just like we gave good gifts and we read the scripture that every good gift comes from God. We're going to talk about James and we're going to talk about the book of James. Why? Because he's the other guy. Uh, He's the other guy because everybody likes to talk about Matthew, Mark, Luke and John and Paul because they wrote the majority of the New Testament. But there are some say it with me other guys out there hey and sometimes I'm just going to encourage you sometimes you can watch uh, uh, Mr. So-and-so and you can watch Mrs. Wonderful over there and think that they've got it all but there are some other people in the faith there's some great wonderful people sitting next to you there's some incredible people world-changing people that are right here that are tuning in online come on hit two people and say you're the other guy, the other guy. you can change the world You can change the world. And if you're tuning in online, uh, all of our wonderful church family that's tuned online tonight, I want you to uh, tag somebody, uh, share this link, text this link to somebody, uh, because somebody's life is going to be changed. Because what I'm going to teach tonight is going to help give you a foundation of freedom. I want you to write that down. It's going to be a foundation of freedom. And I'm going to tell you why. Because there's a lot of truths that you can pull from the scripture. and, 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 And the rabbis teach us that there are a thousand different faces for every scripture and lots of different lights and interpretations. That you could take points that you could take wisdom that you could take truths that you could take but every passage of scripture has a main point. I want you to write it down a main point. There is a goal for the, the whole canon of scripture. Can I tell you the whole point for the canon of scripture from. Cover to cover, some of you are like, what's a canon? Boom, no, not that canon. Canon of Scripture means this is the entirety of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it talks about also all the way back into the Old Testament, the entire Bible The entire point of the Bible is what? It is the story of God. It is not the story of man. It is the story of God and how God loved and how God gave and how God created. And when you look at the whole of Scripture, you cannot see it's about me. You've got to see it's about. Oh, I'm going to try. We're we're warming up. You're getting there. But it's about. It's about God. It's not about, and not just any God. And I'm going to encourage you. Can I teach you? I'm going to do some teaching tonight. The, 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 it's not just any God. There are lots of little G gods. That's what the Bible calls principalities and rulers of darkness. So we know that there are little G gods, but we also know that there is the God, and we call him Jesus. Come on, say it. We call him Jesus. I'm, I'm, you're like wait, uh Yahweh Jehovah the L Yah You guys were trying to go way back. I'm like, no, no, just Jesus. Jesus is good. And and let me just teach you for all those who want to be hyper religious on you and tell you, you got to say Jehovah, you got to say Yahweh, you got to say Yeshua Messiah, you got to say this. I don't think the God and the creator of heaven and earth is insecure about which name you use to call upon him. Come on, give God a little praise right there if you understand what I'm preaching. I know a lot of people who they teach this. They teach that the Holy Spirit is offended. If you don't pray the Holy Spirit, the Father, and the Son. If you don't say all three names in every single prayer, then you're gonna offend. You're gonna offend how the Holy Spirit, how God manifests Himself. No, you're not. You're not, He's not insecure. <laughs> we don't serve a, a, a God who's like, oh wait, I didn't, were you calling me? He is God. So I don't need to worry. So we pray, we, we all call them out, Jesus, 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 Jesus. The reason I bring that up is because we're going to talk about the brother of Jesus tonight. And the brother of Jesus wrote the book of James. And the book of James is an incredible book, wonderful book, lots of great truths. And chapter 1, in fact, this was my first book I memorized in my path of ministry. And I love this book. It's, it's my favorite book of the Bible. I, I love just pulling new truths out of it. And I'm going to share something with you tonight that I have not seen ever in this scripture. I've gotten lots of truths from this, but I'm gonna share the main point of this scripture tonight. And I'm gonna share it with you that's gonna bring great, uh, uh, not just information and inspiration, but transformational truth that will really help give you a foundation, like I said, of freedom. So this, this wonderful passage of scripture uh, the other guy, James, right? He has got he. He starts off talking, and he says in James chapter one, he says, "James, a bond servant." Uh, of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ and to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad can I just I'm going to point out lots of little truths and we'll get to the main truth but the first truth is he's talking to people who have an encounter with Christ I want you to write that down who have an encounter with Christ I'm not talking about people who know God I'm talking about people who have an encounter with God who who say you know what I haven't I, I haven't just heard about him I've received him I've had an encounter I've heard God is there anybody here tonight in person or online who had an encounter with God in your life can, can I get an amen can I get a better amen come on you, you, we, we we this book is not for the unbeliever there, this book is not for uh, the stranger this book is for those in covenant that's why he brings up the 12 tribes of Israel not to say that it's for those who are Gentiles who have gotten saved he's bringing up for those who are in covenant okay So you become, uh, you step into covenant when you say, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. You step into the new covenant through the blood of Jesus Christ, and you have the grace of God all over your life. And so you have that. Now he says, my brethren. So again, see how the relational uh, aspect here? He's talking to people of faith. And he says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. I want you to underline that. I want you to underline that. Uh, uh, and this is, I'm going to give you a new word, it's a Greek word, and you don't have to spell it, it's kind of like, it starts off like Perrier, but it's per, "perasmos." okay, "perasmos," and it's a Greek word, and it's going to be used, in, it's going to be used multiple times in this, but it's going to be used with two different words, and I'll tell you why here in a minute, but it says this, in various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith, right, that trials and testing, same word, parasmos, produces patience. Oh, thank the Lord. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Some of your versions may may say mature, and that is one thing I want to hit on right now is I want to help develop and disciple mature believers. Somebody said amen right there. Uh, Not just teenagers, not just adults, because I know some 50-year-olds that are very immature. We need some mature people of faith, mature people of faith that when they go to church and they get offended, they don't leave the church. Mature people of faith who say, okay, I'm going where the Lord is leading me, not where my feelings are dragging me. I, I'm gonna be a, a discipline. I'm gonna tithe. Tithing is a discipline. That's a mature believer. You are still an immature believer, and that's okay if you do not tithe. I'm talking about, he says, we want to mature you. We want to develop you into the disciple of Christ, and we want to grow you. Let me can I just talk to you about prayer for a second and maturing your prayer walk? We're gonna launch 21 days of fasting and praying this Sunday, and it's gonna be awesome. Nobody ever claps on when I announce that. Yeah. <laughs> When, when you tell her, hey, we're going to launch 21 Days of Fasting and Praying, everybody's like, I just bought groceries. There's never a cheer for that. If I was like, this Sunday, we're going to launch, like, giving a million dollars away every day. Everybody would be like, oh, my God, I'm coming to this church. But, you know, when you say fasting and praying, everybody's like, okay, buckle down. And, and we're going to launch 21 days of fasting and praying. Now, at the end of the fasting and praying, uh, the last week of it, we have a night of prayer every night. But before that, let me just tell you. I'm just going to give you a goal. Can I give you a goal as a mature believer? We have three Tuesdays. And Tuesday night is our night of prayer. And and what I have prayed and committed and made covenant to the Lord is I told him not to grow our church until prayer service grows. Because uh, you cannot outgrow, Right? Your prayer life. You'll only go as far as deep as your prayer life goes. Let me go a little bit further, okay? How many have ever prayed at this prayer? Lord, I need you to help me. Anybody ever said those words at all? Ever? Come on, raise your hand if you have. All you liars, raise your hand. I know you have. It help me with my finances. Help me with this. Or help me with that. Or Lord, I pray that you'd show up big for me. God, I pray that you'd show up my family. God, anybody ever prayed a big prayer, like a big prayer? Raise your hand if you had a big prayer, like a big dream, big prayer. Come on, right here. Your, your prayers, right, cannot be bigger than your discipline's. You can have great prayers. Everybody can pray a big prayer. Everybody can have a big dream. Anybody can get up here and cast big vision. On, oh, my family's going to make a million dollars. Oh, my business is going to do this. Oh, my marriage. Anybody can talk big, but it takes a lot to walk that out. So you, I'm just giving you truth. Is this Is okay? I told you I was going to teach a little bit, but I, I, it sounds like preaching, but it's really teaching. And so we have to have disciplines that match our dreams, match our prayers. Mature believers are people who know how to pray a disciplined life. So Tuesday nights, we have three Tuesdays in this time of fasting. I'm praying that we can't fit everybody in the building. If we can't get there, I I, I may cancel launching a fourth service because I don't want to outgrow our foundation of prayer because we can only steward people as far as we can pray for people. And if we can't mature people... We're not discipling people. And if we're not discipling people, saving people won't help people. You're going to be saved, but you're going to live a frustrated life because we haven't discipled you correctly. And so as your pastor, I'm telling you today, and I'm going to speak, it. I've been preaching. it. We had a great service on Monday night. We had a great service on Tuesday night. We had a great service tonight. And I'm preaching on Saturday. And I'm going to preach on Sunday. And I'm telling the same thing to everybody, right? you got to be, show up. And let's pray. Is that okay? Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm going to show up. So we're going to develop wisdom, we're going to develop, uh, or sorry, we're going to develop maturity, and then he says, if any of you lacks wisdom, so this is interesting, I want you to see how he shifts, it's almost like he shifts thoughts, he says, I want you to mature through patience, and then he says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives to, uh, to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him, that's good, But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from God. Oh, come on, James, you're you're beating people up here. And then he says he is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. I want to just talk to you. you got to see some truth in here because the truth is we all have doubt. So if you don't read this scripture and get the main point that I'm going to teach, you're going to see this scripture as a condemning scripture that there are some people who have nothing but faith, and then I'm the loser over here that has some doubt but has some faith. And God is saying, I'm not casting you out. James is not trying to cast stones and dispersion upon anybody who has doubt. Paul even said, Lord, I have doubt, but I also have faith, so help me with my unbelief. Somebody said amen. Amen. So do not see the scripture. Is always balanced by two things, interpretation and handling. How you interpret is how you'll handle. And if you interpret it a healthy way, you'll handle it healthy. Let me give you a picture. If I had something behind my back and I was like, hey, Brian, get ready. I'm going to throw something at you, right? If I had a stuffed animal, Brian would be like, oh. That's how Brian catches. And he'd catch that. And, but if I had a 30-pound weight, Brian would break. Well, how would you get? If I was about to throw you a 30-pound weight, how would you brace yourself? Or maybe you just like do this and like, no, that's too much. Or if I was going to throw you how, you. how you interpret, how you see what's coming to you is how you handle what you will get. So if you see it incorrectly, if you hear it incorrectly, you're going to handle it incorrectly. And you may get hit with a 30-pound weight when you're expecting a little teddy bear. And so you have to interpret Scripture That's why you have a pastor. That's why you have leaders. That's why you have the Holy Spirit. And aside from any man, the Bible says there could be no interpretation. There could be no understanding without the Holy One. So you need the Holy Spirit in your life so that you can have understanding. I got to keep moving. (laughs) I'm in the first few verses. We got to get a whole chapter done tonight. So then it says this. It says, uh, "But let, uh, it says, he is a double-minded man and stable in all his ways. Let the lowly brother glory in his exaltation. So this is going to sound like it's talking bad about people who have stuff. But again, if you don't interpret it correctly, you're going to miss the point. So he says, let the lowly brother glory in his exaltation, but the rich in his humiliation. So every rich person is supposed to be humiliated, right? Is that, that's how it sounds. Because as a flower on the field will pass away, for no sooner has the sun risen with a burning heat that it withers the grass, its flower falls and its beautiful appearance perishes, so the rich man will also fade away in his pursuits. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. There's that other word, par- parasmos, okay? If I was country, I'd say parasmos, okay? Parasmos right there is temptation, so it's trials, it's test, and it's temptation, for when he has approved he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised. So first he has to go through a test, and then he's got to overcome temptation, then he receives the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor listen, does He tempt anyone. So never say that God led me into a place of temptation. You're the one who got yourself into that bedroom half naked with that girl that you shouldn't have been with. Real quiet. (laughs) But each one is tempted by his own. And he he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, listen, listen to this progression. Temptation. Then after temptation, temptation. It goes into desire, and desire, once it's full uh, uh, con- it, uh, as conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, it brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my brethren, my beloved brethren. Every good gift, right of Scripture we read, and every perfect gift is from above. Now it seems like he's going all over the page here. Comes from, down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Now listen, so then it continues because it says, so then, my beloved brethren, is this too much scripture for you? Are you following along with me? Okay, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear. How many have ever heard this scripture before? Swift to hear, slow to? Right, and then read the rest. Slow to wrath, slow to anger, some of your Bible says. And it says then, verse 20, read it out loud. Right up here. So, uh, for the wrath of man. Amen. Okay, so then it continues, and then it says, therefore, lay aside. So, it's continuing. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer of the word he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror and for he observes himself goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, see, it gets back to this main thought of which way you're going to go in your life, and then he says the perfect law of liberty, and it continues in it, and it is not a uh, uh, and is not a forgetful here, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. If anyone among you thinks he is religious, so now it's like a whole different turn, and does not bridle his tongue. But deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Pure and undefiled religion. How many have heard this scripture? Before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. That's going to be the key right there. So the the key verses that you're going to see it here, you need to tie them in with it wherever it talks about God. And I'm going to give you the key verse. I wish I could preach like every verse in that passage right there, in that whole context. But it starts off by doing something interesting. It starts off by talking about tests and trials. How many have ever heard the book of James taught and we talk about tests and trials? Raise your hand if you ever heard it. I've heard it a hundred times, and it talks about tests and it talks about trials. But these tests and trials lead to temptations. And if you don't handle the tests right, you're going to get temptations that you don't know what to do with. And so you start with a test, and the test, the test is something that God, I want you to write this down. Tests and trials are something that God can send your way and God will and God does and God will use to mature you but God does not send temptation God never sends temptation so let me give you a definition of simple trial so when you're going through tests and trials remember how you interpret is how you handle when you're going through a tested trial a test and a trial is something that is sent your way to give you an opportunity to grow closer to God and stronger in your faith a test and a trial is an opportunity, whether he let, the devil, like he, he let the devil go after Job. It was a simple test. It was a tough test, but it was a test, and Job knew it was a test. So then when temptation came, he knew how to handle temptation because he knew he was already in a test. If you don't know when you're in a test, you're going to fall to temptation. But te- the test, uh, this is good stuff. I hope you're hearing it. The test is, is an opportunity to grow f- closer to God, And stronger in your faith. But a temptation is an opportunity to grow farther from God and lessen your faith. Okay, the test is, are you going to put God first in your finances? The temptation is, I want to spend money my way. See the see the two? The test is the test is the test is God showing up and, and challenging you in your prayer life. The temptation is I just am tired and I, I want to go home. There, there's, a, there's a test that's coming, but then there's the temptation. If you don't understand the test, it's a financial test, it's a marital test, it's a it's a test of your strength, it's a test of your endurance, it's just a test of your faithfulness, it's a test of your of your maturity, it's a test, it's just a test. Somebody say it's just a test. And you can pass the test. The Bible says that he'll never give you anything you can't handle. And so he's going to give you stuff he knows you can pass. Come on. How many love a teacher that's going to give you a test that he knows you're going, to, you're going to pass with flying colors? I love God. God is never going to give you a test that you were meant to fail. And that should be a rejoicing statement because everybody thinks we serve a mean God. And he's just testing me. You know, like remember when we read that word, the word, the evil word, the evil, wicked word in the Bible said, Patience. You ever prayed for patience before? God. Come on, you ever been tested in your patience? Uh, you, you get tested, but what, what is that? Is it, it's just a test. And tests, listen, tests are again to grow you closer to God and stronger in your faith. So what is it meant to do? It's meant to, write this down, tests are meant and trials are meant to not reveal my weaknesses but reveal my strength. God has not given you a test to show you how, short, how, how, how you much you don't know and how, how, how you didn't do good and how you, how you really don't know a lot and how you're really not that strong and not that good. And all you need, and now you don't, people tell me all the time, I just don't have faith like you, Pastor. All you need is faith the size of a mustard seed. And if you could get that, he said, you could pass every test. So don't wait to try to have some great grander sized faith or something else to feel like you can pass any test that's thrown your way. You can pass tests, but temptation is different because listen, if you don't know you're in a test, when temptation comes, you will fail. If you know how to handle the test, you'll be able to overcome the temptation. But if you do not know you are in a test, you will fall every time to temptation because you're missing the point that it was God who led you into that moment. Because temptation is the opportunity to grow farther from God and lessen your faith. It's meant to beat you up. It's meant to to take that moment where it conceives and then sin transgresses because sin is the transgression, iniquity is the inward bent. So sin it then gives birth, and then it full grown. When it's full grown, it causes death. Let me just tell you, you parents who are raising your kids, I'm going to encourage you, and I'm going to tell this statistic on Sunday, you ought to raise your kids up in church because let me just tell you it's a test uh, uh here it is a test you you got kids to be tested. Somebody said, "Amen, right there you, it, you have, I'm about to have a kid. I know I'm going to be tested. Why? Because I know this little baby girl's already got me wrapped around her finger and I'm going to want to say yes to everything she wants, but I'm going to have to correct her and I'm going to have to tell her what's good. I'm going to have to spank her. I'm going to have to raise her up in the ways that she should go because she will not depart from it. If I train her according to the word of God and not according to the way I feel, because just because my parents whipped me too much, doesn't mean I shouldn't give a spanking at all. And just because my parents didn't correct me doesn't mean i overcorrect them i'm gonna lead my children according to the word of god and he says do not spare the rod or you'll spoil the child he says raise the child up he says bring them up in the house of the lord he says declare for your house that it is for you and your house you will serve the lord it is not an option oh i'm gonna get you praise the lord here in a second because i'm gonna tell you a statistic that is staggering because a lot of us grew up in church and some of us have not but the statistic is that if you not just go to church, and not just know God, but if you grow up, listen, all you parents, if, you, if your kids grow up in church, the percentage of them living for the Lord is 99.6%. They will live for God, even if they're crazy in their teenage years, if you just raise them in the church. My dad told me, son, you're 18, but you live in my house. So you can go party like an idiot and waste your life. But you're gonna get your butt to church on Sunday morning. I don't care how you feel. I don't care if you gotta wear sunglasses. You better be there. And I knew what better be that. Y'all know what the look mean? I gotta, y'all gonna have to help me i got to figure out the look to my daughter, like, you know, the front row. I think my staff knows the look. But, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I'm going to get the look. My dad, all he had to do, if I was acting up in church and acting crazy, come on, how many know what I'm talking about? He just, he'd be preaching, Lord is gracious to everybody but my son. And he, I'd get that look, and I knew it was over. <laughs> but it, 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 it trained me. Guess what? No, there were times I didn't want to go to church. I fought church. I didn't like church. I didn't want to. But guess what? I'm preaching and building churches all around the world because somebody (laughs) raised me up in church. It is a test. The whole point of James chapter 1 that I missed is not just talking about God I'm going to have trials and God I'm going to have tests. It's understanding that to recognize the test, interpret it correctly so I can handle when temptation comes and tells me oh but you feel like and you want this and you need this and you should go here and you should do that. No, no, no. Say no to temptation because I already know I'm in a test and if I could say no to temptation I won't give birth to sin and if I don't give birth to sin I won't have death in my life. I won't have death in my kids. I won't have death in my finances. I won't have death in every area of my life because I'm not going to allow it. I'm going to stop it before it starts. We're doing too much preventative stuff. Or or, sorry, too much recuperating and too much like trying to clean messes up. Let's do some preventative work. We had a marriage ministry meeting back here before church. So they had church, then they had church. And they're sitting next to you. And you know what? I'm glad we're helping marriages before they fall apart. No, it's not easy to go in there and talk about your feelings and your shortcomings. Where you need to grow. And that room is hot too. There's no AC back there. We just, we, it's like interrogation. We just crank the heat up. Turn the lights real bright. We're going to break them. No, but we, it's not easy. It's not easy to just walk. You're not going to end up at the destination that you desire by accident. Look, a driftwood never ended up at the destination it should be. Just drifting through the river, just following along. You're going to end up caught up in some dam that you shouldn't have been a part of. You're going to get caught up on some bank you should have never been at. You're going to get caught up. If you're just drifting through life, you're never going to get where you're supposed to be. But if you're recognizing, God, I need to interpret. I'm in a test. Maybe you young adults, God's testing you in a single season. to say, hey, can you be faithful to me right now? Maybe God's testing you in a broke season. <laughs> Somebody said amen. <laughs> uh, 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 I have one, of my, uh, one of my best friends, uh, he was being tested when he was broke. And, and, and he was poor. They would dumpster dive dumpster dive just to get anything. And and they just survived. And they tithed more than they made. Let me just tell you, the first year that I met them, they collectively as a couple made probably $13,000 total. And they gave more than half of that. Barely got by. Now, because they've continued to be faithful and disciplined and passing the test and test and test and test and te- relational tests and and, and tr- faith tests and trust tests, all these tests because they continue to pass the, test, pass the test, pass the test, pass the test, pass the test. Not fall into temptation. Not fall into temptation. Because they continue to do that, he is now w- w- one of the uh, 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 like thriving and flourishing well beyond six figures. Come on, that's a, that's that's a huge change from dumpster diving, right? Hundreds of millions of dollars being stewarded by this one individual. Uh, and, and I'm telling you, I, I am telling you, you, you have to, the book of James, the other guys have something to say. You, you, you don't really know a lot about him because he's just the brother of Jesus. You, can you imagine? This is, I, that's why I love this book. You're the brother of Jesus and your first words are counted all joy. Why? Because he knows he was the, everybody was like, oh, Jesus is here. James, get out of the way, man. Everybody's like, hey, we're going to take a group picture, a group. James, get out of the way. We just want Jesus in the middle. And they constantly, and James knew what trials and testing looked like. And he could he could quietly and silently and humbly follow after his brother, Jesus. And he is qualified to write this passage, that understanding Trials and tests are going to come. God's going to send them. And if he let, listen, let me talk to anybody who's in a test that's overwhelming. The Bible says, and Paul wrote in Corinthians, he says, I'm forgetting the chapter and verse right now, but it's 1 Corinthians. He says, even if the enemy sends you a trial that's too heavy for you, I pray and I will remove it from you. So sometimes, listen, you can get in an overwhelming, heavy, heavy burden type, type, kind of time, and that's why he says, come to me, all who are heavy burden and laid, and I will give you rest. Just lay it before me. My, my yoke is light. My burden is easy. I'm going to help you out when it's too much on you, because the last thing I want is another, is another person quitting, another person giving up, another person letting go, another person saying, I just quit on church, on faith, on God. Young people. You're going to step out teenagers you're going to step out in faith and in boldness and i remember being a teenager and being being a teenager who wasn't fully aware and i'm going to be praying for you all year and all the way to your 18 19 20 21 20 some of you 34 40 but praying for you to be aware because the 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 most dangerous thing that you can be in is unaware of who you really are because if you understand who you really are now you don't have to wait till you're in your 20s and 30s and 40s to finally finally start living for God. But you got you got to start seeing okay, uh, this is who I am. I'm James, I'm the brother of Jesus. And I'm here to write a word of something I went through. And I'm going to help as many people as I can. I know I'm not Peter. I know I'm not Paul. I'm just the other guy. But I do have something that can encourage you. I do have something that can help you. And I want you to go into this new year. We're, we're filling up. And I hope the next Wednesday is packed. I'm going to continue this series. We're going to talk about the book of Jude. We're going to talk, we're, we're going to talk about Peter, 1st, first, 2nd first, Peter. Uh, we're going to go into this. And we're just going to let them minister to us and reveal some incredible truths uh, that will really change your life. Ch- chapter 2 is incredible. Chapter 3, chapter 4. Chapter 4 talks about resist the devil and watch him flee. Did you know all you have to do is resist? Just, no. Even if it's with a wince. Ah. But most of us are like just full on, let, let him just blindside us. All you have to do is resist. God says, if you'll just put up, put up a fight, I'll make him run. Because when you do a little ah, roar, I will be roaring like the lion of Judah behind you. And you may not be loud, but I am. And he's going to roar on your behalf. But you got to step up into the truth that God has called you into and understand that life is partly test and partly temptation. But if I know how to handle the test, I'll always overcome the temptation. You got a a pornography temptation? Understand that the test is lust. And you got to have control over your lust in order to not succumb. To the temptation. You have a temptation of drugs, then you need to be careful, and you that's a temptation. The the test is who are you addicted to? The test is do I need more of God or more of that? So the temptation is just something or someone, but the test is who's really in charge? You see? Why don't you stand and we're gonna pray and, and close I've already gone too long. Sorry, is this okay? Did anybody get fed tonight? Awesome. I, I want to start this off on Wednesday nights just to encourage you. And I'm going to be here, at, like just preaching through this month. Uh, and, and and even this week, I'll, like uh, by the end of the week, we'll preach. I'll, I'll preach like 12 or 13 services for this church. And we'll have seen about 900 to 1,000 people come and be a part of all of our services that are happening, which is great. That's wonderful here and online. But let me just tell you, it's not about numbers, it's about maturity. And the reason that I am preaching so much and talking so much and leading the charge and not having other pastors and leaders preach on Wednesday nights and Tuesday, not right now, is because I need to set the tone as we go into a new season. The reason why we fast and pray is because September, October, November are growing seasons where we get a lot of new converts. That's wonderful. But if we're not ready to handle the harvest, He can't trust us to steward. So we need to be trusted servants and stewards of the Lord to say, God, mature me first. Mature me first. Lord, in Jesus' name, I thank you, God, for each and every individual. God, Lord, that's here in person and online. And I pray that you'd mature us. Come on, saints. Uh, Part of that maturity is praying. And Lord, I pray right now, grow us. I I pray right now that somebody who was thinking that it was a temptation, which cannot come from God, I I pray that they would see that it's, Lord, Lord, that they can overcome that if they understand where the test began. And Lord, I pray that they would see the test clearly, interpret it clearly, and know how to handle it, and so that they can overcome the temptation. And Lord, I thank you that there's only three places that the temptation comes from, and it's not you. You do not tempt us. You do not tempt us to sin. You do not tempt us to fall away. You do not tempt us to be weak and weary. You do not tempt us to be overwhelmed and burdened. You do not tempt us to be full of anxiety and stress. You do not tempt us, Lord. But Lord, we know we tempt ourselves with the desires of the flesh. We know that the world will tempt us. And we know that the enemy will tempt us. And so God, when temptation comes, let us understand where it's coming from. Lord, if it's coming from ourselves, then we need to discipline ourselves. God, if it's coming from the world, then we need to be able to be in the world, but not of the world, and kind of close some doors on some places that have too much influence. And Lord, I pray right now, come on, I'm praying for you. I I pray right now that if there's anybody that the enemy is tempting, that they would understand that that demonic voice is not a voice that they should listen to. And just because it sounds like wisdom does not mean it's truth. And, Lord, I pray that you would, Lord, speak clearly to us the word of truth so that we might be set free. Because all we need to know the truth, if we just know the truth, then we'll know the lie. We'll be able to spot the lie. So, Lord, help us hide the word of God, the truth of God within our heart that we might not sin against it. Let us meditate on it both day and night so that we know the truth and we can be free. Lord, right now I pray that there's a paving of, of a foundation of freedom that's happening. And I pray, Lord, that you would develop us in a level of maturity, God, that would help us grow, Lord, on a foundation of freedom. It's hard to build something when you're a slave. It's easy to build something wonderful when you have freedom to build it on. And Lord, I thank you, God, that we are free from the law of sin and shame. We're no longer captive to that. We're sons and daughters of liberty, just as this word reminded us. And Lord, so it's not about having stuff or not having stuff. It's about realizing that stuff is a test. Things are a test. Lord, the scripture talks about all kinds of men who have faith and have doubt. It's not not about who's better, who's worth, who has more, who has less. It's a test. Lord, of who's going to believe and have faith and step in and even with doubt, push through the doubt into a place of faith, God, because it's a test, and if we can continue to pass the test how you called us to, God, then we will overcome temptation, and I thank you, Lord, for it in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. 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 Let's Let's give God some praise. Awesome, man. What a great night. And there's so much, as, as, as you can tell. There's a lot of meat in here. There's a lot of content here. But I want everybody to pull out your phones. I'm going to do one last thing. I'm going to give you something uh, before we leave. Will you, will you hand me my phone real quick? Pull out your phones. An- even you Android users, those are phones too. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, pull out your phone. If it's a smartphone, I want you to do something for me. Uh, I want you to open your app store, wherever that may be. And I'm going to give you a free app. So as we get ready to launch our 21 Days of Fasting and Praying, I want you to download this app. It's called Pray First. It looks just like a little white box with black letters that say Pray First. Download that app because that is going to be your guide for your 21 Days of Fasting and Praying. Uh, it's free to everybody here uh, because the church is, is is able to empower you with that, okay? And so it's, gonna give, it's even got music on it for you to pray with. It's got scriptures on it, teachings on it. It's got everything. It's got a, a lit. You can write down your prayer record requests and lists there's all kinds of wonderful things on this this is what you're going to use during your time of praying and fasting and we just wanted to give that to you and bless you with that uh, for free because we want you to grow and mature in your prayer life and then i hope i see you not only on saturday men and not only on and did she mention that that's this saturday is for our men we got a men's power hour ladies i need your help because every good man listens to women and if my wife tells me to do something, I'm going to be there. Ladies, tell your men, you better be there. Okay, get, get here, guys. We're going to have a great 9 a.m. We have a huge breakfast. It's going to be awesome. We love it. Uh, Friday night, stronger night. Sunday, show up Sunday, and then show up next Tuesday for prayer. Let's pack this place out. Let's pack it out. Let's pack it out. It's going to be incredible. But let's speak this declaration together and be dismissed i am a bridge builder this is my season of favor i am blessed to live my best i will choose to love him first i will worship fully love deeply and my community will thrive because i am praying for it i am a carrier of peace i will represent god's gentleness to myself and others i will live out his gospel I am blessed to live my best because I am a bridge builder. Amen. God bless you, Bridge. We are so glad that you joined us today. If you made a spiritual decision today, whether that be dedicating your life to Christ for the first time or rededicating your life to Christ, email us at info at wearebridge.church and let us know you made that spiritual decision. Also, if you are joining our Bridge Church online family for the very first time, We have a special gift for you. Email us at info at wearebridge.church to share some information so we can get that gift out to you. We're so happy that you joined us today and we can't wait to see you soon. Make sure to stay connected because we are so much better together.